not by birth Family but not by DNA Dave and Adam are two of a kind And they want to borrow some of your day To talk into your ear holes About midi-chlorians and roller coasters Those two things are unrelated But so are they They're unrelated at birth Like most people who aren't related Unrelated at birth But they're brothers in a brotherly way Now it's time for the phenomenal brother And the golden voice of the South They're brothers from different mothers But they're both really proud To be unrelated at birth Alright guys, we're back for episode 2 As always, you've got the one, the only the golden voice of the southeast coming to you live and in living color from harvest alabama because i don't know because like harvest i'm on top of my podcasting game because we're not sports anymore adam uh all the way sports okay okay all the way from from the house of mouse we got the phenomenal brother adam russell what's going on adam are are we are we giving up the the naming of all of the towns dave that was my favorite part that was that was a, a cool thing we did for uh, for sideline warning. Do, do you think we can bring it back for? I think maybe you should save it, research a uh-huh. really good list, and just bust it out one day and surprise everybody. Just just stop using Wikipedia. Yeah. Okay. But we can still be. Hey. What? What, what is what, that? What, what is that? What is that? What? That is... That's horrible. That's <laughs> that's Big Ten crap. What? That's beautiful. That's the best basketball fight song, isn't it? Or... All right. Women's well, soccer. we have our resident Penn State grad on the show. <laughs> Mickey Boylan's back with us. His first time on Unrelated at Birth. Mickey, you excited to be on the, the new revolution of uh, of podcasts? I am pumped. And, I, you know, that intro couldn't get me any more excited. <laughs> so That's... so you're excited for an eight-win season again? Oh, Ouch. Wow. <laughs> we, had, we had what nine last year come on at least it was an extra one <laughs> well uh, at least you should know you know you're, you if you're happy with sec reject coaches you know you can have james franklin and, and you know <laughs> hey we're getting there we're you know two couple 10 11 win seasons we had little little bad luck at the end of the year but he, he's got some good recruiting coming in so i'll take it <laughs> Well, with I, you coming I, I on have the to wait, 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 hey, wait, Dave. Okay. Afterwards, don't remind me or, or don't let me forget after the show. We need to talk about how we um, treat guests. This is the first one well, we've had, man. But but no, hold up. This might be the first time we've had a guest on Unrelated at Birth. But yes. but Mickey's more of a, a friend now. Yeah, uh, I mean, but we have new listeners that don't know that, and you're just bam right out of the gate. So well, it's they tough have love. to know. It's oh, tough, tough love. love. Okay, okay. right? Exactly. Tough love. All right. There you go. There you go. Well, for those that are new listeners, you, you have to know that Mickey Boylan is is a friend of the show, of our old show, and I consider him a friend now because we we talk wrestling when, when he comes on here now, and I can't talk wrestling with Adam, uh, but Mickey is also the marketing director, communications director. What are you now, Mickey? Uh, manager of Marketing and Communications. Okay, so yes, yes, uh, <laughs> uh, for Florida Citrus Sports, who puts on the Camping World kickoff game uh, every well, 
every year. We're going to say every year because it's it's going on every year now uh, down there in Orlando, Florida. And this year, it's a doozy. It's an old rivalry coming back. Florida versus Miami. And it's, can we say week zero? I, I think that's what we're going with. Yeah. yeah. I think that's the official, the official. Oh, is it? All right. So it's week zero. So, so Mickey, give us the spill. Give, give everybody the, the what's happening yeah, with so, this, uh, this kickoff game. So I think the last time we spoke, it was, might've been just prior to the move from August 31st, to the 24th. But yep. with this being college football's 150th year, you're, you know, they're going all out. So they decided that they want to start big and start in week zero. You know, you, I think last year they did a game in, was it Hawaii or is that a couple years ago they did the Australia game? So they've all, you know, for a couple years now, they've, you know, they've gone out and done something. But this year they want to do something big, put a marquee matchup the uh, week before, you know, every conference, every team plays. So uh, primetime game on ESPN, they're reigniting a big rivalry. Florida rivalry, Florida and Miami in the center of the state. So, you know, both fan bases rowdy, you know, this I related to Pitt Penn state, you know, back in the, the glory days, you know, the old time with Marino and all those guys uh, it's bringing that kind of intensity that back. So those fan bases are getting to see each other again. They're getting to play under the lights, all the, all the national television and the spotlight is on them. You know, only game that going on at that time on ESPN. So the, you know, you can feel the excitement building right now and uh, you know, just can't wait to get going. Yeah. So, so what's the office like? Are y'all here? We're recording this about a week before we're going to release the show. We're, we're, we're pulling the curtain back a little bit, but so we're exactly a month away now. A month uh, away. We're, yep. We're recording this on the 24th of July. What is the office like down there in Orlando? Are y'all getting excited? Are y'all getting nervous? Are y'all getting plans put together? What What's going on? I don't know what kind of Intel you've got, but, uh, it's funny you mentioned the office because on Friday we moved out of our office. We're now working from the press box. <laughs> so oh. <laughs> we are, our office is currently being renovated. So, you know, all 40 staff members of ours are now crammed into a little press box up there. Uh, but no, the, the atmosphere is, we're excited. This game is, you know, this game's going to sell out. There's, there's very few tickets remaining, but there's still, you know, ability to come and see this game. If you're a Miami or a Florida fan or just a fan of, you know, college football in general, and you live in the uh, central Florida area. But, um, you know, we can't, we couldn't be more excited. The fact that we were already pumped to have, you know, these two teams reignite their rivalry and, you know, get, you know, kick off the college football season. But now that it's moved up a week, a marquee matchup, you know, everyone's eyes are on it. I, it it's hard to top, you know, it's the only, the only way it could be better is maybe if it was one versus two, but you know, yeah. the ratings <laughs> haven't come out yet. So who knows? <laughs> I mean, you will have an SEC versus ACC one V two, but Probably not those two teams. It, <laughs> probably <laughs> Alabama Clemson five. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> so, so what? I know y'all have a lot of things leading up to the week. I, I don't know if you have everything plans in place yet or not. But go ahead and let everybody know at, at least some of the preliminary thoughts of what y'all are going to do up to the week of the game. Yeah. So um, the you know downtown's going to be. Downtown is going to be crazy as it always is on a game day, but the fact that it's a night game gives you plenty, plenty of time to tailgate and have some fun on the day of the game, you know, leading up. So we've really gone out and built up our fan fest, which is, takes place on Tinker Field right outside the stadium. We've got um, sponsors galore. I mean, uh, Bud Light's got some type of two-story party stage platform. Wendy's, wow. Wendy's has some type of, uh, 
gaming thing going on. There's going to be a stage with live music. Obviously, they're going to have the bars all over the place out there. It's going to be hot, you know, Central Florida in summer. <laughs> We've got plenty of misters out there. A lot of, uh, uh, what do they call them, a uh, hydration cart or something that goes around and gives you, you know, free water. So, yeah, you're yeah. going to stay hydrated in between those Bud Lights and all that good stuff. Um, <laughs> I mean, there's a, a laundry list of uh, different activations that are going to be taking out place out there. And Fan Fest opens at 2 p.m., so you've got five hours before kickoff to, you know, take advantage of that. So um, if you don't, you know, if you want to go, you know, go to Fan Fest. We've got tailgate guys out there. If you're not familiar with tailgate guys, instead of you having to, you know, buy a $100 parking pass near the stadium or park in someone's yard or whatnot and throw your own tailgate, Drop, you, these guys set up the tailgate for you. They cook the grills, bring the grills out. You bring your food, drop it off there, and they're hosting for you. So you, you know, and you're wow. on the premise of the stadium. So as opposed to being in a parking lot, you're right in the fan fest. Um, fan do you fest, do you know what the the price of those tent setups are? Just... There are a couple of options which you can find out on our website, campingworldkickoff.com. Um, there's one big tent I'm, I've been told, and there's also individual ones. So save. You know, say if there's just two or three of you and you just want to join in on a big tailgate, you can go do that. Or if you have, you know, a, a group of 12 to 40 people, you can throw your own that they'll, you know, pitch the tent, bring the grills. All you got to do is supply the food and bring your drinks and you're good to go. Um, That's awesome. Yeah. And, you know, if, if you don't want to get down there that early or you want to spend some time elsewhere, Church Street, um, Wall Street, all those places downtown will have, you know, the bars open. There's a free shuttle that takes you from downtown straight to the stadium. So, even if you don't have a parking pass, it's very convenient to get there, get there early, have some fun, and then, you know, get in the stadium before kickoff. Yeah, that was one of our favorite things. I, I took my son last year to the game, and um, he had a blast. There was enough out there. It was a good balance. They had some VR stations and some stuff where you could throw a ball, kick a ball, that kind of thing. So it, it was a good balance and good time. Yeah, that that is. I, I I hate that I came down to Orlando the day after the next day the Alabama Louisville game, so I didn't get to experience all the fun. But Adam and our friend Ben, who was on our other show with us, they told me all about it and said that that y'all threw a first class party. Yeah, it was great. So I'm sure you guys liked the result too. <laughs> I mean, just a little, just a little. Although we did get a, a fun soundbite of Nick Saban. I'm not going to tell you, so stop asking. Uh, <laughs> Pure Nick Saban genius. I think that uh, was so, the whole year long. <laughs> yes, it was. It was. Uh, so we know the football game is a big deal, but we also know that Florida Citrus Sports does more than just football. Adam, you, you've you mentioned a bunch of times on the old yeah. show how Florida Citrus Sports does a lot for the community in Orlando. Mickey, talk about that a little bit, if you don't mind. Yeah, it's a great time to talk about it. We are wrapping up our 25th, and, our 25th annual summer camp, which is an eight-week program. Well, I should say now is an eight-week program. It started as a four-week program. We've stretched it out to eight weeks, the whole way through the summer, five days a week, all day, free to children in the community, in the local area and neighborhoods around the stadium. And what we do is we build on academics, athletics, and attitude. So there's um, each day the kids will play basketball, they'll play soccer, they'll play football, they'll do dancing, they'll do swimming, they'll have computer time in the computer lab. And they'll also now new this year is golf. So we really keep them active, keep them going. We have a guest speaker for an enrichment program every day. We've had um, from Olympic gold medalist gymnast Scott Johnson to um, professional or former professional soccer players that played at Manchester City. We've had um, people from Advent Health, some uh, Ford, um, you know, CEOs and from Ford and and different oh, wow. different industries different types of people 
all speaking and, you know, giving the kids a different, you know, some type of advice or just helping them really understand what their, what the industry is, give them, you know, some insight in case they have an interest in that. And uh, lately, you know, with all the, the uh, talk about STEM programs, we've also built in some STEM um, exercises and different uh, classes, if you want to call it that, that we do. So it's, it's not just focused on athletics and, you know, your typical summer camp where you're out, you know, out in the sun nine hours a day. It's, it's really got an academic and a, and a balanced feel to it. So that's wrapping up um, next week, actually. We're having our uh, end of the year ceremony. And we also, um, any, all our proceeds from our games and events, they, they go towards the local community. We partner with Lift Orlando, which I believe I talked about on the show previously. Mm-hmm. But it's, it's helping to build housing and job opportunities in the areas surrounding the stadium, which um, for the last you know decade or so has been uh, going through some tough times. But the last five years has just been an incredible advancement in the area. We just, Pendana, which is across the street from the stadium, just went up. I want to say that's about 400 houses in that complex. Uh, I mean, beautiful. I, there was a wait list for about a year to get in there. I was trying to get in there myself. Um, <laughs> I just, I mean, it's, it's, it's amazing to see in just the four years I've been down here, seeing the changes that's going on in that area. So um, whether it's football, whether it's watch parties, whether it's uh, Wednesday wine, yoga, anything like that, it's, it's all for, it's all going, you know, support a good cause. It's not just, you know, there we're, we're trying to, we're trying to bring different types of events to town, you know, get different types of audience. So there's something for everyone in Florida Citrus Sports. Yeah. And that's what I like about Florida Citrus Sports. You know, I, it seems like you guys really have your, your finger on the pulse of Orlando. And I, Orlando has a special place in my heart because I go down there for theme parks all the time and, and Alabama used to play there a lot, but we got, you know, <laughs> Nick Saban, uh, but, but I, 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 the time I spend in Orlando, you can tell that the town is more than just theme parks. It's more than just a football stadium. And, and by what I've seen, by what you've told me, FCS has done a great job of, of really helping that get pushed forward. Yeah, I like it. It's a good example. A lot of people ask, why do we have bowl games? Why do we do these kinds of things in today's culture of the way football is structured with the playoff? I think it's a great example that it's not only about having one extra game or a couple extra games in you guys' case at the end of the year. It's about using that as a platform and, and taking it beyond. I, th- I think it's a good example of, of why that's still prevalent. Yeah, I mean, so, so many um, games these days are, you know, now owned by professional sports franchises or a lot of them are, you know, CFP or ESPN owned nowadays. So, uh, you know, we're starting to find ourselves in a smaller group of bowls that, you know, have been around for decades that came from a smaller group. And it's, it's also neat to see that our bowl started um, from a local Elks Lodge that wanted to raise money for a local children's hospital by throwing a big football game at the end of the year. And then seeing that turn into a 70, you know, 74th year of the Citrus Bowl, uh, we've brought a second bowl game to town back in the nineties that's now going into its 30th game, I think, this wow. year. Um, yeah. it, and then you have the kickoff game, which is brand new. We brought uh, international soccer to Orlando um, two years ago with the ICC. Uh, different concerts have come through. So we're, we're really trying to, you know, it, it was a it was so focused on football for such a long time, but we're seeing that, you know, the interest isn't just limited to football. So we're trying to branch out and see what else we can do to, you know, get people excited and showcase what Orlando has to offer to the world. Yeah. And last year y'all had the, the four ticket pass 
Do you know if there's anything like that this year coming through the pike? Yes, there is. Uh, right now, actually, there's uh, three ways to get tickets for the Camp and Roll kickoff. And the one you're referencing is one of those. But you, you can either um, buy through the schools or buy a Florida Citrus Sports membership. You can buy off the secondary market, which is, you know. Yeah, don't do that. <laughs> yeah, it's a little expensive. But, you know, if you, if you wait too long, then you're stuck doing that. But the last reason is what you're mentioning is the stadium pass or stadium bundles. So right now we have a three-game bundle, which includes the Camp and Roll kickoff as well as both bowl games. Um, so obviously once once August 24th comes, if you don't get that, uh, you're down to a two-game bundle, um, and you, I mean, which you'll is still, still a great a, deal. I mean, you're, yeah, you're, you're yeah. adding value by getting those two games in one because, you know, you're saving money than if you would buy them either through the schools or through Ticketmaster single game. You know, if you bundle them, you're always going to save that way. Uh, yeah. but, but it's, you know, it's great because not only um, say you come down – for the holiday, you know, the Christmas and New Year's, you're here for one week. You might as well get two games and go see them both. Or if you're a college kid and you're, you know, home for break, you know, there's a lot, there's a lot of different things. It's not, you know, local people are the heart, you know, soul of it. You know, they, they have the best, uh, the best deal for it. But, you know, a lot of people come through Orlando in the holiday season. So it's, it's really not a bad Christmas gift or anything like that. Yeah, it's really not. It's not. And Florida fans, you know, you'll probably be playing in the Camping World kickoff game again or the Camping World uh, bowl game. So why not go ahead and buy the season pass? Because that's probably where you're going to be. Uh, so I had to get one rib in there. Come on. That, that's hey, just how let, I am. let me get one more thing in here. The stadium pass three game bundle is only $300. Look Are you the, kidding me? Look at the secondary wow. market for this game. This just the Camping World kickoff game. You're you're not going to find much under three hundred dollars. So that's awesome. Wow. Yeah. And is that is that pretty good seats too, or is that? Oh yeah, plaza lower level. Yep. Wow. Yep. All right. So yeah, that's that's the as, way to go if a you're a Florida Miami mine fan. Says it sells itself. <laughs> yeah, it does. <laughs> Mickey, do you have anything else to plug for FCS before we go on to the other topic? I like talking to you about. Yeah. I, I let me tell you one thing. I, I try to uh, break out a you know a, a smaller scale or a, a lesser known item of our organization when, when I come on here, and I don't yeah, think we've ever talked about scouting before. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong. Nope. No, we haven't. So, so maybe one of the most popular benefits of being a Florida Citrus Sports member is to be a member of our team selection committee. What our team selection committee does is each week of the season, we have two of our members go to each game in our partner conferences. So ACC, SEC, Big Ten, and Big 12. Can I join? <laughs> yes. <laughs> We're not going to stop you. And then each, you know, they go out there, they talk with the athletic directors, they talk with the coaches, they talk with the fans. You know, they're, they're there all day from the moment the tailgate field's open to the moment the press conference after the game is over. They're talking with as many people as they can to really get an idea of, you know, how the fan base feels, how the team feels, what, you know, what the excitement level is like, you know, if, if they haven't been to Orlando in 20 years, you know, are you, you guys want to come? Like, how do you feel about Orlando? If you guys are in the running, do you think you guys are going to travel well? Do you think you guys would be excited? Is the team, is the team pumped to play this type of, you know, game, stuff like that. So there are really are, there are organizations, eyes and ears on each campus every Saturday. So that's crazy. Yeah. And it's been going on for at least, Three decades, but I, you know, just Adam, year after year. <laughs> why, yes, Dave. Adam, why, why aren't you a part of this? <laughs> I think the question would go the same for you, right? Well, because I'm in Huntsville, I don't didn't think I you could have do a that. few more schools that would be very easy, much easier for you to get to. We well, most of our well, most of our scouts are from uh, Central Florida. We do have many from out of state as well. See, there you yeah. go. So, huh. yeah. 
I think what, you just what, recruited two new members, Mickey. What, what's the price to get into this membership? <laughs> any any membership allows you to be eligible for scouting team selection committee. So you can, you know, our I think our lowest uh, lowest level uh, membership this year includes tickets to both bowl games, and it's five hundred dollars, and you get free entry into almost every other event we have. That includes feast on the fifty, which is the tailgate in the field member celebration at Full Sail University, home of WWE NXT. Mm-hmm. Uh, any kind of watch party, you know, Super Bowl watch party, March Madness watch parties, Wednesday wines, all that stuff, all included free in a membership. Uh, <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah, you were saying that to our listeners, but you didn't. <laughs> I think I have a little bit of an idea of this audience. Wow, just 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 a little. <laughs> <laughs> so so, do y'all pay for the trip for the members to go up to these member institutions, or the the how- trip is not so travel and hotel stays are are uh, paid by the uh, member, but of course, but yeah, I just parking, had to ask. parking and uh, entering the game, which is usually a press pass or a media pass, um, is uh, given to you by FC Sports. Okay, and do we get to wear the cool blazers with the pin and all that? Oh yeah, absolutely. <laughs> You are speaking his language right now. That's so funny. Yep. You mean okay. I get to look official while I do it too? Oh, yeah. Cool. <laughs> so, Dave. I mean, I am official, Adam. What are you talking about? I'm just saying. You were the one that was acting gaga last year uh, when uh, the AAF gave us press passes. I acted gaga when we got the ones for Camping World too. Well, that uh, yes. Hey, man, but... look. Anytime <laughs> you can do something and be in an official capacity doing it, it's always a good thing. But it I just is. have a mental image in my head, and anybody who knows Dave that listens to the show knows <laughs> what I'm talking about. I had a mental image of you striding onto a field with a blazer and the pin. I just I can see exactly what the look on your face would be. I mean, um, it, it's a really cool experience. It's something awesome, I have yeah. not had the chance to do, but in speaking, going to attending our team selection meetings almost every other Monday during the season, different schools do different things. Some presidents invite you to the breakfast the morning of the game or the night before or at dinner the night before. Others will take you into their their uh, their suites, or they'll take you, you know, into a, a different box along the press box. You're on the field, you know, portions of the game. You're in the press conference after the game. It, it's it's a really uh, it's a really cool experience. But the most important thing is you're really getting to see the different colleges and universities, the different types of teams out there. So it, it it's an experience that I don't. I think maybe only two other bowls do it. Wow. Yeah, if that. Right. You, yeah. you have an official Vandy rep now in Dave. He's not that far from Nashville. <laughs> Vandy isn't going to make the Camping World kickoff game. You don't know that. You don't know that. James Franklin was the best thing that ever came out of Vandy, and he's now at some loser Penn State. I mean, uh, um... <laughs> you know, it was funny. I was watching the College World Series earlier this uh, this summer, and he was there because he's he's good friends with the Vanderbilt baseball coach. And I, I'll tell you, I watched maybe three innings, mainly because I'm not a big Michigan fan. And they were in it, so it's kind of yeah. My all Chris my Patrick, high school friends, <laughs> uh, and you know they they must have mentioned James Franklin like eighteen times during that. I'm like, guys, we're watching a baseball game here, but <laughs> that's like watching any other sporting event, Alabama sporting event. They're like, oh, Nick Saban <laughs> ate a cookie for breakfast this morning. <laughs> all right, so now that you've roped uh, two other scouts into this uh, FCS thing, let's. Uh... <laughs> Let's switch channels here. Uh, you got the the pleasure and made me jealous of going to fight for the fallen, and you sent pictures on your Twitter of how close you were to the amazing Joey Janela, 
James Mo- or Moxley yep. death match, basically. Yeah. John Moxley, right. He's still Dean Ambrose yeah, to me. Yeah, but so so talk to me about that, the AEW experience, because it seems awesome. It's it's old WCW to me. AEW, like the root beer? That's A and W. That you Shut know, up, they, you muggle. I mean, <laughs> Cracker Barrel's their sponsor, but maybe they should go and get A&W as their sponsor. Oh, now. that would be great. <laughs> you know, it, it, it's awesome, though. The uh, Since I moved back to Orlando, we had MLW here for a while before they started branching out to some bigger venues. And right. I, I really fell in love with the small-scale wrestling. You know, you're, these guys are right fighting in the middle of a bar or a nightclub in front of 400 people. You, yeah. you really, When you're that close – you really get you get a better sense of the athletic ability that it takes for these guys, and also guys like Joey Janela that just land on thumbtacks and cut some <laughs> you know the disgusting things they do to their bodies for this. It's it's uh, exhilarating a little bit. Um, but yeah. the AEW fight for the fallen was at the Daytona Ocean Center, I think it's called, which is actually where they hosted the uh, Bash at the Beach, I guess, was where Hogan yeah. turned on everyone back in nineties, I guess. Uh, it was so, the, 95, 96. Four or five. Okay, six. Yeah, six. Uh, so, I mean, it's, like a, it's got some wrestling history there, too, but it was the second year in a row we went to that event. Last year, uh, Kenny Omega put it on with this the guy from CEO, uh, mm-hmm. and it was an NJPW event. But now that, obviously, Kenny's with AEW, they brought the AEW talent, which has a lot of guys from MLW that I was seeing fight in front of 300 people, now fighting in front of thousands. Yeah. Um, I'm a big Darby Allen guy. Oh, uh, dude, that that uh, trust fall, the the free fall he did on the the ring apron. Yeah, he's nuts. I can't. Did you see? They just announced uh, the all out match with him, Darby Allen, Joey Janela, and the other guy, the the other weird. Oh, uh, Jimmy Havoc. Yes. Yes. All three of them in a hardcore style match against two or just the three. Just of them. the oh, three oh, of them. Oh, triple oh, threat. Oh, yeah. That'll yeah, be, it, that'll probably be my favorite match of the night. <laughs> I don't know. I'm still. I mean, Mox and Omega. That's that's going to be my favorite match of the night. I think yeah. going into you know, that. But Kenny's not really a hardcore fighter, so no, I, he's I, not. I'm kind of but, to see like you know how he how he takes this. He goes into that mode every now and then because remember the the first Omega Jericho uh, Jer- Alpha Omega match. He, they went hardcore for a little bit. They did. You're right. Yeah. And I, I, he he can dig down a little bit, but not to the tune that Mox can do. Yeah, he. I mean, he's he's. They're nuts. I don't. I don't know how. That, <laughs> I knew walking into that that Moxley uh, Janela was going to be a you know bloodbath. So yeah, they didn't go as much as much death match as I thought they would. Though I wonder if that was maybe Cody saying, "All right, slow it down just a little bit," because TNT is watching. Yeah, in in the. Um, I don't know if I want to call it creativity, but when uh, Moxley took his shoe off and then threw him down the thumbtack, thumbtacks barefoot, yeah, like, I, I don't think I've ever seen that before. Obviously, you've seen guys fall on their backs and stuff like that, but I thought yeah, the, the, the barefoot thing was a an interesting touch. And it, it was great, and, and I like the fact that they're they're doing it's not really characters, but they're they're just letting the wrestling tell the stories for itself. That's that's what's lacking a little bit in in wrestling right now, and I think that they're really bringing that into it right now. I agree, and I, I just hope they build on that when they they announced the TNT uh, deal today. Did you? Yeah, see that? They, I did. Tuesday or Wednesdays starting October second. Did they announce what time slot though? I did not hear a time slot. I did. I think it's DC is the first show, right? Yeah, it is. Yeah, 
And then um, I just hope that once it's a, once it becomes weekly, you know, they, they build up the storylines a little bit. I, I like, like you said, that the wrestling is, you know, it's really showing the, uh, I don't know, if the, the emotions and like, it's really carrying the storylines right now because otherwise right. you're watching a couple YouTube videos every week. But yeah. when, you know, once they have the programming slot each week, I, I just hope that the, you know, they, they keep building. Yeah, I think BTE will probably take a back seat. Where I hope it still goes on. Right now, BTE is pushing the the storylines out right now. Yeah, and, and they're doing these road to all in, road to all out yeah. stuff, like that, which I haven't I haven't been able to keep up with. Yeah, it, it's it's more just storylines of who the wrestlers are. Uh, one thing we did see on last week's road to all out is uh, Sean Spears is bringing in uh, oh, what's the guy's name? Uh, Tully um, Blanchard. Tully, yeah. Yeah, and, and which I like, and I think that might be a, an olive branch to try to get Tessa too. Yeah, you know, I was kind of surprised that they didn't get her to join back when they announced Britt Baker. Yeah, they, they didn't announce many uh, of the female wrestlers other than Britt Baker, and then you know they brought over a couple um, from. Uh, did they come from NJPW? I'm thinking of uh, is it Rue? Pre- uh, no, they came over from the Chinese whatever the Chinese okay. Federation was. And then they did announce B Priestley from England, uh, who is actually Will Ospreay's fiance. Okay. Did she, she hasn't. Oh no. no she, she was the one that was against Britt Baker last time. Right. 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 Yeah. And, and so she, she's great. Um, uh, speaking of Britt Baker, Penn state grad. Uh, is she really? Oh yeah. Went to school with me actually. Oh, well, okay. Uh, so I, here's did not, a- I did not know her when I was there, but I do have a mutual friend with her. <laughs> wow. Yes. Girlfriend of. Uh, Adam Cole, baby. Adam Cole, baby. Yeah. <laughs> so here's another. So you are our first guest on the show. Funny enough, next week we are going to have another Penn State couple, uh, YouTubers, the WDW couple. They they go through the theme parks and everything, but they're all. Oh, from yes, yes. Oh, I didn't know they were Penn State grads. I don't know if they're grads, but they're huge oh, Penn, Penn State, State fans. Okay. I did not know that. Yeah. They're from Pennsylvania. So oh. they're, we're there. I guess we're just the Big Ten is infiltrating yeah, our show. Know, we're we're going to take over soon. <laughs> That's a new prerequisite <laughs> on our guest questionnaire. Are you a Big Ten fan <laughs> or grad? <laughs> so just tell me what the excitement level was like down there. Because to me, watching it, I felt like a 17 year old kid again watching it on, on pay per view. What was it like in the stadium? It was, uh, it was interesting. You know, the, um, it's it gets loud, you know when when the high moments come and there's you know the, a big impact move, it, it you just feel it, you feel the rumblings. Uh, it the event wasn't actually sold out. I don't know if that was by design or if it was something to do with camera work and all the production side of things. But the upper deck across from us was a little bare. Um, hmm. But as as the event, it, they really do a good job of I think um, how they organize which match goes where. You know, you yeah. see like a lot of the big WWE pay per views they'll put a big match on and they'll put something that's not quite as popular, you know, a shorter match kind of, it's almost like they're afraid to build up the whole way. Right. Right. Kind of do little waves and, and crest and stuff like that. But um, like the last four events of every AEW show I've seen just continue to outdo themselves. And I'm a big Lucha Bros fan. I, I love Pentagon uh, from (laughs) his um, Lucha underground days. That was my, that was my first taste of Pentagon. And I, the stuff he did with Vampiro was right down oh, my alley. Uh, yeah. So, so I've been a fan of his since, and he came to MLW, um, and I saw him in person. And the the way how uh, he teams with uh, Ray Phoenix, and I mean, them and the Fair. Young Bucks together against each other was like, you know, 
they're they're both on a different level as far as tag teams go and how they, you know, can choreograph their moves together. It's it's just yeah. a fight to see. The fact that but the Bucks can wrestle a lucha style and the lucha the lucha bros can wrestle whatever the young bucks do. I mean, the flippity doodah crap, whatever, <laughs> wherever you want to call it. I don't even know, but it's, is that a technical term for wrestling? Um, party. <laughs> the flippers. I don't know what was, we don't want, we can't say what Jim Cornette calls it on this show. Uh, <laughs> it's not PG, uh, but it's, it's amazing how they can both wrestle the, the different styles and make it look great. Yeah, and you know I, I've seen them go out to AAA now and and wrestle over there too, which is I like yeah. I like seeing them go. It's almost like a home and away match kind of a thing. Yeah, it is. It's really cool, and you know they they've accepted that the ladders match in uh in all, at all out for the AAA titles. Oh, is it for the titles? It is for the okay. AAA titles. Yeah, awesome? which... aren't they unveiling uh, tag team titles for AEW as well? They are. Uh, they're going to do a tag team tournament. Okay. Uh, on think starting in the the TV shows, they'll, they'll do uh, that because the uh, the Dark Society or the Dark Order is wrestling the uh, best friends okay. for the first round buy. Those are and, those are two teams that I didn't or I had never known until I went to the AEW shows. Dude, best friends. I didn't know much about the Dark Society, but best friends are incredible. Yeah. Well, uh, what's the Chucky e. T Chuck and sexy yeah, Chucky e. right? Yeah, I don't know the other guy's name, but they're they're incredible. Yes, Adam, those are real names. I, I, hey, I, just roll with it, man. I'm and just, I, I'm enjoying. I just wish that if your name's Chuck Taylor, shouldn't you be wearing some Chucks? You I should know. be wearing Chucks. Yeah. I agree. That, that why didn't he? I, the one other thing I, I, re- I just want to go crazy about is MJF. Oh yeah, easily the best promo man, Mike Man, and I'm going to say the business, not just. AEW, but probably the best Mike man in the business. You know, we uh, I've, I've mentioned MLW countless times, but the first MLW show we went to was in front of 400 people at this nightclub just north of uh, downtown Orlando. Mm-hmm. And the first thing we said, I went with some coworkers. First thing we said when we left there was, "This how is this MJF kid like nowhere else? How is he here doing this?" I think he's 19 or tw- at the time. I think he's like 21 or 22. Yeah. Now, he's, he's a young he's, kid. Yeah. And uh, his mic skills have been like that for years. I mean, he's, yeah. he's a natural. Um, I did, did you ever get a chance to watch Dojo Pro that I was telling you about? I, I have first? not had a chance to yet. Okay. Did you so, say Hulu? Uh, Amazon Prime. Prime. Okay. Yeah. Amazon Prime. So he was in Dojo Pro la- a year and a half ago. So my buddy Logan, no one knew who he was. And he got up there and it was the best mic work I had ever heard. And honestly, there was 20 people in the building and he, I mean, it was filmed in Tennessee. And of course he went crazy with the whole redneck thing. And it was awesome. Just he, and what made it even better is I went out to to dinner with Logan and all the guys afterwards and MJF never MJF is MJF in public. Yep. Like, you know that it's a persona, but he never really turns off MJF. So kayfabe is alive and well with MJF. He, uh, after, after the MLW shows, they used to go to a bar, uh, across the street for like an after party and they'd invite the fans there. Uh, right. it was like a wing house, a wing and a, you know, a bunch of beers on tap and a lot of wings and stuff. So we went there one night and, uh, we were leaving and he was out in his car. He had his Burberry scarf <laughs> around his <laughs> neck still. He had like some Aeropostale or, uh, Abercrombie and fit shirt pink shirt on like he he you're right he he doesn't let go of the gimmick at all 
Yeah, he lo- he loves his gimmick. Adam, since you don't know who we're talking about, his his catchphrase is "I'm better than you, and you know it." Wow. If you haven't, when we get done recording this this yeah. part of the show, I'm going to send you the YouTube clip of of his promo at the Fighter Fest. I was going to say it was gold. <laughs> yeah, he said some. He said I had a really good line that I can't repeat on the show. I don't think. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> about, about other uh, about the fans' mothers, I believe it was. Wow. Yes. So the Fighter Fest is a gamer fest, basically. It's what the CEO thing is a gamer fest. So he he made a lot of comments about gaming and the stereotype of gaming. Think about the the stereotype that I said on on sideline warning when we were doing our our gaming e game esports. Did chat. he delve into whether or not e gaming is a sport or not? No, he did not. <laughs> but I think let's his position is probably clear from the sound of it, though. Well, let's get Mickey's opinion. Hey, Mickey, is esports a game a, a sport or not? I mean, it's got the word sport in the title, but I, I don't know. I, 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 me personally speaking, I wouldn't say it is because I don't think it's athletic. I think I, I'm one of I, my, my response to what a sport is, is it's athletic. It may not have, you know, I know we talk about competition and how wrestling is uh predetermined, but I, I think if it's athletic and you're, you know, you're, you're getting the heart rate up or you're doing some type of physical activity, it's a sport. I, there you go. That's but it's, it's called activity. esports. My, What's weird moving is like, my thumbs is physical activity. Uh, is it? <laughs> I'm going to say this. That <laughs> industry is nuts, though. I don't. I mean, that yeah. thing is booming. Yeah, it is. Billion dollars. It's 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 insane. It is. It is insane. <laughs> All right, Mickey. I think we've given Adam enough wrestling talk. So uh, let's. I was we'll, enjoying. We'll, let's. I, I've, I've heard I was going to say I didn't hear anyone. I didn't hear you snoring, so it couldn't no, have been that bad. <laughs> he didn't pick up a book once. I'm impressed. You know that's it's normal. I'm, I'm getting better. <laughs> Mickey, you planning on going to any other uh, events down there? Uh, you know, I missed the one that was uh, last week that I, I was yeah, on. Or was it two weeks ago? I think, but I, I don't know what. Uh, I don't know. What else is coming down this way? I know NXT comes once a month, and I, it's been a yeah. while since I've seen NXT, so I wouldn't mind doing that. But nothing else on the radar at the moment. I'll I'll be down in Orlando for Halloween Horror Nights uh, mid September. I'm hoping that NXT will have a taping when I'm down there. They and yes, they do it on Wednesdays. So make sure you're. No, <laughs> Dad Gummit. <laughs> I'm coming day, down Friday. Day off again, Dave. I know. I'm leaving on Tuesday. <laughs> oh. Well, you know they they do do those like traveling shows too in you know yeah. local areas. So maybe you'll catch Tampa what? or something. Like that. I'm going to have to because you know I'll be down there visiting with Adam. I'll, I'll have to take Adam to a wrestling show sometime when I'm yeah. down there. Or you know go to one of the local wrestling schools. They probably Ooh, have you know like walk in stuff. <laughs> I wonder if I can just walk into the power plant. Worth the, a the try. It's the performance center. You I'm should sorry. Wear your, yeah. You should wear your blazer with a pin when you walk in and just. <laughs> I I still I probably live four miles from there and I have yet to go even really drive, yeah drive past it. It's because you know full sale is where all the stuff is. Right. I, I never really think about going. The performance center is at full sale too. No, it's two miles north. Okay. It's a hop, skip, and a jump away. It's not far. Oh, well, you know all the wrestlers live down there now, so I'm surprised you haven't run into all of uh, them. They. NXT tweeted out some video of a couple of their up and comers uh, at a rooftop pool downtown. That was my buddy's old, old complex. <laughs> I, I sent him a video. I sent him the video. I said, "Hey, isn't this your old place?" He's like, "Yep, that's my that's my place." <laughs> well, cool, Mickey. Well, hey, if if they want to get you on the twitters, get your FCS on the twitters. What's y'all's uh, your Twitter handle and your Twitter handle if they want to follow you? Yep, we are uh, at FC Sports on Twitter and at CW Kickoff. 
And then on Facebook at Florida Citrus Sports and at Camp and Royal Kickoff. And then I'm uh, at McBoylan7 if you uh, if you dare want to follow me. <laughs> hey, he is a fun follow. I, I, I kind of poke at him a couple times too. So, <laughs> and from what uh, we hear, from what we hear, if you follow his account, you'll see why people say he has pretty eyes. Is that is that oh, the yeah. story? Yeah. <laughs> That's just my that's just my McDonald's friends. Okay. <laughs> wait, wait. I need to hear this story. Hold up. <laughs> the uh, you know I go to McDonald's so many times that I they start to flirt with me. I, uh, what can I say? I'm a okay. I'm the number one customer, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Mickey. Well, hey, we appreciate it, man. As always, we'll probably have you on five or six more times. You know how we do. <laughs> yeah. Hey, Mickey. I appreciate it, man. Hey guys, having Mickey back on and, and interviewing with Mickey, it's just something about feels like home, doesn't it, Adam? It does, yeah. It's a lot of fun. Yeah. Every single we're, we're, yeah. Quality. Yeah, quality. Just like a world kickoff series of bowl games. There you go. Plug. Florida Citrus Sports, quality. So during the break, for y'all, it was about five seconds. For us, it was about 30 minutes because Adam had to go FaceTime with his kids and his wife and I had to. They're, they're in Mississippi right now. Visiting yeah, they are. Lawrence. They are. They are. Adam is is pulling the bachelor lifestyle for about a week. So the next two recordings you hear, Adam's been a bachelor. So we'll 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 check in on him for us next week for you the very next episode to see if he's burnt the house down. Uh, but during the break, you heard us mention the uh, the MJF promo at Fighter Fest just a couple minutes ago with Mickey. Adam watched all three minutes of it. Adam, tell me your thoughts on MJF now. I enjoyed it, and I can I can understand with the, the terms that you put it in of the psychology of the heel, right? Mm-hmm, right. I, I can understand how that has an entertainment value to it. It's no different. I mean, we use the example of if you saw MGF in the real world, you would MJF, probably... MJF. That's what I said, isn't it? You said G. Oh, I said G. I thought I said J. I'm sorry. I was very specifically trying to use the right term. MJF, Marshall Jacob MJF. Friedman okay. the third. So MJF three, no, MJF. <laughs> yeah, MJF. So he, um, if you saw him in real life and you're into wrestling, you would probably your first thought would be, "What a jerk," you know. But it's jerk the same thing with like the guy. Well, well, yeah, but still, we're, we're, this is back <laughs> to our show now. And so it's like, if, if you saw the guy who played Lucius Malfoy, or he was also the the villain in The Patriot. You'd think the same thing about that kind of guy because these guys are not just athletes, they're actors. And therefore, through that, I can understand how some people would find entertainment value in that. So, Well, yeah. see, then there you go. You need to find entertainment value in it. So I don't. Can... I, I, I'm, that doesn't mean I'm, I didn't find entertainment value in that three and a half minute clip you sent me on YouTube. I found it in that, but overall, I still got to work on it, I guess. Yes, you do, because yeah. we're going to talk about it more here on Unrelated at Birth because <laughs> not you would that much. Me... Don't turn us off, everybody, please. Uh, hey, there's a lot of wrestling fans <laughs> that, that will listen to this podcast because I have a lot of friends that are wrestling fans. Okay. And they'll listen to the show. But anyway. So, wait, so we, we've done the sideline warning thing. We did a throwback by having Mickey on. We yeah. talked sports. We talked wrestling. Let's give the non-sports wrestling folks something. What, okay. what are we, we going to give them this week? Well, we took a break from recording. You know, we we started the early part of July to record these these episodes that we're giving you guys in three lump sum. Uh, but we took a break because both Adam and I went on separate vacations with 
I went on a vacation with my wife. Well, kind of a work trip vacation with my wife. She worked, I vacationed. And, and Adam went on a family vacation with, with his family. Uh, Adam, wh- what did you do? What, what was your, your vacation? We went to the beach. And I will not disclose the location of where we went because it is nearby to a very busy beach in Florida. But it is still yet, I won't say undiscovered because it's pretty built up but it's not built up the way that other beaches in the area are. And it is still very quiet and nice and small. And I would like for it to stay that way. So I shall not give the name, but if you follow me on, <laughs> on Facebook, you'll probably see where I was, but, uh, but we went to the beach and this is the third year in a row that we went to the specific place. And we're at that point now where we've kind of, you know, you take trips other places, you know, you you make sure your family's well-rounded in their travels and all that kind of stuff. But you need that one go-to spot where you know almost to the day exactly what you're going to do so that you have just kind of a comforting routine throughout the week, right? That's and this Disney is that's, for me. Yeah. And, and this place is that for us. I mean, we eat at the same places pretty much on the same day and, you know, we stay at the same place and it, it's it's comfortable and predictable and you don't have to wonder what you're going to get by staying at different places and that kind of stuff. So we had a blast. Um, saw Toy Story 4 while we were there. Um, thoroughly saw two movies. That. Yeah, well, we saw The Lion King the other day and um, over the weekend. I guess yeah. no, not over the weekend. That was on Monday night, Tuesday night. Monday. Anyway. Night. Anyway. And so, um, so yeah, we had a blast, man. Um, kids got a lot of sun time. It, it's amazing to see my daughter, Emma, now how much compared to last spring break, we went to Cabana Bay over at Universal, and she was screaming bloody murder on the Lazy River. Um, literally, even <laughs> in a float in my lap, she wouldn't go around the, the just the Lazy River. Now she's on the steps saying, Daddy, I'm going to swim to you, and she's actually like out in the water just as much as her brother is. And Aiden, actually, his big moment, hers was in the pool, his big aha kind of growth moment over the trip was um, he watches some scuba guys on YouTube that like dive in rivers and stuff, and they find stuff. And so he's learned that if you put on a mask, and go down, you can find shells a lot easier and that kind of stuff. And to watch him in chest deep water for me, going all the way down and staying down while he looks for stuff and that kind of stuff. It's really cool to see him kind of grow in that way and find stuff that he really enjoys to do that's beyond the norm there. So it was a good time. How about you? Yeah, man, I'll tell you one word that sums up the DC trip of 2019 is H-O-T-HOT. <laughs> so you were in DC? I was was in it a DC? true vacation? No, it was it was just a vacation. Well, it was vacation for me. Yeah. But it was a work trip for Amanda. Uh, it was just me and Amanda. We left the girls at home. I, I really I, we struggled and I almost brought Ellie, but now looking back on, it, I'm glad she didn't go because it was a lot of walking, a lot of heat. Um, you know, I've I've grown up in Alabama. I've grown up in the South. We go to Disney World two three times a year, and I've never felt heat like that. Wow. I had, is someone else wanting to know about, about my Disney trip? <laughs> you know, sorry, let me throw that over here in the corner so it doesn't vibrate again. Hey, there Blair. We go. Hey, Blair. <laughs> it's actually just a, just a boring email, unfortunately. Oh, okay. Yeah. Anyway, but yeah, it was just hot. I, I, I had all these grandiose plans to, to go see the monuments, and I've never seen the, oh, excuse me, Ooh, ice cream. I've never seen the uh, World War II Memorial. I've never seen the FDR Memorial. I've never seen the Korean War Memorial, nor the MLK Memorial. And, you know, MLK is Alabama. I mean, that's that's Alabama history yeah. there, and I, I yeah. would have loved to see that. 
but it just got so hot. I, I saw more of the Double Tree Grand or the Double Tree Hotel in Crystal City <laughs> than I did anything else in DC. Uh, but I, I will say this. Growing up in Huntsville, you know, I, we went there for the, the 50th anniversary of the Apollo moon landing. Growing up in Huntsville, I get very numb to to space artifacts and space history. I mean, I drive past the Saturn V rocket every day. Yeah. I, I go see hockey games and concerts at the Von Braun Civic Center. It's now the Von Braun Center. We took the word civic out of it. Uh, but I go see stuff there. And, and, you know, my grandfather worked at NASA my wife works as a contractor for NASA. I I buy stuff for a space contract. So really, space is second nature here in Huntsville. So yeah. we get numb to the history of it. We we went into the Air and Space Museum. Uh, Amanda got off work about 11 o'clock on Friday. No, Thursday. And we thought, okay, we're going to go in there and space museum and, and see see what they've got. I thought, okay, it's just a glorified space and rocket center. Um, found out they had Neil Armstrong's Apollo Eleven spacesuit. I thought, wow. yeah, cool, yeah, whatever, it's cool. Uh, we walk in there, we ate lunch about eleven thirty, twelve o'clock. Adam, no lie, there would have been a shorter line at Flight of Passage. Wow, that's saying something too. It is. I mean, it, it was, I, we asked the, the, the person at the front line, how long do you think this line is? They said two hours, three hours, you know, and I was like, okay, we'll come back in the morning. Yeah. Uh, so, so we, we got back at nine thirty the next morning, the, the, the museum opened at 10 and, uh, we, we waited in line outside but as soon as we got inside, no one really knew to run up to the the museum to the the little place where the the suit the suit is spacesuit was, and it was really something I wasn't expecting to to have this kind of reaction. But when you go up there, you are face to face, pretty much my nose to the computer screen here, with the spacesuit. That has been on another world. Yeah. That has touched something that wasn't in this earth. This gravity restricted earth atmosphere. Um, found out a couple of things while I was up there. The moon dust that you see on on the, the picture you see, the dust on the suit is actually still lunar moon dust. Wow. How they've kept that on that suit for 50 years, I'll never know. Is it is it behind but, glass? Yes, it's behind and like glass. Like climate controlled and, and oh, all of that. Oh, of course, yeah. of course, of course. Wow. Uh, so there's that. And then we're talking to the curator, talking to the, the, the worker there. I mean, he, he basically just stands there and guards it. Hmm. The Something I had never heard of, never knew. Neil Armstrong went up to the moon with a square cut out of the Kitty Hawk Wright Flyer in his pocket. Wow. And something that you would have never, that would just blow your mind. It was 66 years from Kitty Hawk to Apollo 11. Wow. 66 years. So in 66 years, we go from my, my foot is planted firmly on the soil to my foot is on another planet. And in the 50 after that... <laughs> In the 50 after that, we hadn't done anything. Yeah. 
we're we're about to though, right? Maybe. Anyway. Anyway. What else did you uh, say? <laughs> so, well, back to I'm, I'm still talking about about yeah. Neil Armstrong. So here. what else? Oh, okay. So you you walk through the line, and after you see the little artifact, you turn a corner, and there's the actual plane, the actual right flyer, the the right flyer, is there. Like I was within probably fifty feet of the right flyer, wow. the very first airplane. So you you turn that corner and then you go and you are standing face to face with this suit that has been on the moon. That's really cool. And, and for me to have that reaction, I, I didn't even, I didn't expect to have that reaction. I was yeah. shocked. Yeah. That that I had that reaction. Uh, then that was something that me and Amanda did. But while she was working, I walked down to the uh, the natural or the, I walked into the natural history museum, took the picture of Henry the elephant. Just, you know, roll tide, hashtag roll tide. Yeah, there you have go. Have to. Uh, and then I just walked my, my little happy self down to the next museum, which was the American History Museum. And if you know anything about me, you know that is my museum. That's that's my, my thing. Uh, so we were there about five years ago. They were renovating half of the museum. So I, I just really toured the other half that I had never seen before. There's a couple of cool things. The The first thing on the bottom floor is a 1930-something actual ticket booth from Yankee Stadium. Wow. Just this red booth that, yeah. that had some New York graffiti written all over it from <laughs> Yankee Stadium. You turn a corner, and then the very next thing you see is Carl Yastrzemski and Ted Williams jerseys hanging there. The, one yeah. of Ted Williams jerseys that he wore in one of the, the you know, Famous, I think it was one of his 400, the year he batted 400. Wow. Um, and then you go up a couple flights of stairs, and there are Dorothy's ruby red slippers from Judy Garland's The Wizard of Oz. Yeah. A little trivia fact that they had on the plaque there is the pair that she wore in the movie was a mismatched pair. I have yet to figure out why and what is mismatched about it. Hmm. That's a good one for the Google machine. That is a good one for the Google machine, Adam. Why, why don't you 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 put that in the Google machine and see? Continue what's going it, on. and I shall. I will. I will do that. Yeah. Uh, also in that room is the uh, the scarecrow hat and Glinda the Good Witch's wand, and I think I saw Tin Man's little Tin Man hat thingy, whatever you want to call it. it kind of looks like an oil canister. Uh, but then, but what I thought was really cool about that museum is it had the, uh, you walk all the way downstairs, and it had the 1989 Batmobile that uh, Michael Keaton drove in the, the original Batman. And then you turn the corner, and there's the 1970s Wonder Woman outfit, the actual claws that uh, Wolverine wore, or Hugh Jackman wore in X-Men, I think Days of Future Past, or whatever that movie is. Okay. Uh, the... Shield from the first Captain America that Chris Evans used, and the Batman is it a cowl? Is that how they were? Cowl, yeah. Cowl. His mask, yeah. Unfortunately, it was George Clooney's cowl (laughs) and Batarang, but it was still you know movie prop used. So I mean that was pretty cool. You 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 look like you're proud of yourself. What what's the? No, I'm not proud of myself. It's a fascinating story. Are you are you ready? Yeah, go ahead and tell your story. So it it looks like. So back in 2018, they recovered some ruby slippers that were stolen from the Judy Garland Museum. 
and the ones that the Smithsonian had were different sizes. The heel caps were different, and the bows were different. Okay. And so they believe that that mix-up occurred right before an auction of costumes and memorabilia. That's when the Smithsonian pair was obtained, and they think that they mixed mixed them up as part of that auction. When they found these two that were stolen and brought them to the Smithsonian to compare them, right. the other ones had the exact same issue. So both original pairs were temporarily united. So why aren't they reunited now? Because the one that I guess the one that the Smithsonian bought was the mismatched pair. So that's the one why that don't they you, bought. Why don't I, I, that's I'm, a great question. Maybe somebody can answer that one. I don't know. But they, they were mismatched due to a mix up and temporarily all the pairs were back together the way they should have been, and then they put it back to where the mismatched pair is still in the Smithsonian. Hmm. Fascinating. Now everybody in the sound of my voice has learned something today. Have that's that's interesting. Um, okay, so as else? you heard as you heard in in the first podcast, Adam is a numismatist. Numismatist. I, I would spend my whole word. time at the mint. There, well, there was a a numismatist. <laughs> really? Uh, yeah. Remember, I sent you the picture. Oh, that's right. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. It was a, yeah, yeah. a numismatist. Uh, <laughs> Little section. I like saying that word. I don't know why. Uh, I walked in and spent about five minutes in there, but oh, you probably would spend the whole day. The whole day, dude. Yeah. Um, but then I walked, Amanda and I made the unfortunate choice. We ate dinner at Old Ebbet Grill, which you had, that's that's one of those things you have to eat at when you go to D.C. Um, I had a, a crab sandwich. Amanda had a crab cake. That's, they're known for their crab when cakes. In Rome. Yeah. Right. When in Rome, I had a, I had a bourbon, of course, and and Amanda had some bourbon sangria, which is really good. Hmm. Keep in mind, it's 102 degrees outside. Oh yeah, we decided after dinner to walk just eight blocks, just eight blocks to the uh, National Portrait Gallery. Well, eight blocks ended up being about a mile and a half. After both of us had had a bourbon drink in 102 <laughs> degree heat, yeah, so it was hot, yeah. Uh, but the the natural the National Portrait Gallery is really cool because it has all the official presidential portraits in there. Uh, have you seen uh, President Barack Obama and President Bill Clinton's official portrait? Uh, I saw one with with Clinton that I thought was his. It, kind of modern and it makes it look like he's pixelated. No, the, and... the one I'm thinking of is the one where he's kind of got his hand on his hip and he's holding yeah, like no. a newspaper or something. Nope, nope, no? nope. That's not it. Returning to the Google machine. Please yeah, talk. Return to the Google machine. Now, I'm sure you've seen Barack Obama's where he's sitting in like the flower garden. It's, it's really weird. Uh, Barack Obama's is weird. Bill Clinton's is weird. And JFK's is weird. JFK's is like that 1960s paint splotch looking thing. But it's really cool being around. I'm a history nerd. It's really cool being around all this history stuff. You, you, you know, around it, just paintings that were painted back when the country was A, just born, yeah. or B, you know, during World War II, during the mm -hmm. Civil War. It blows my mind. See, that's you, why I like coins, Dave. I understand, but See? it's. Yeah, I, I get it. But let me let me let, the... hang on. Let me take a second to explain. 
what got me into coins, and I'm making okay. my pitch to you and everybody else. What got me into numismatism? This only take a second. Numismatism. The first big coin collection purchase I made because I've collected stuff for years, but the first one I bought was a Morgan silver dollar from the 1870 no 1890s I think, and I was talking to the guy about it and everything, and he said what what fascinated him and what got me hooked on it was that when they minted those, they would just fall on the floor. And a guy would come in there in the mint with a shovel and shovel them into bags. And they were carried by stagecoach yeah. to the bank. So they eventually were put into circulation. And to think that that coin rode on a stagecoach across this weird terrain and there weren't roads. And it just, that that's a piece of, of a time that is long gone. And nothing yeah. exists from that time except for that type of stuff. Well, that's Like these true, portraits, like pay. those coins, like documents. Yeah. You know, those are the kinds of things that last. And, and... But you can't own any of that other stuff, but you can own a coin. That's that's what got me into it. I'll Actually, step down off my soapbox. Technically, I, I'm going to, to dispute you on one point. You're going to you dispute me. You dispute, dispute my I do. <laughs> so the original document that is on display at the archives, the National Archives of the Declaration of Independence, yeah. was bought at a yard sale. Really? Someone owned... Wow. The Declaration of Independence. Isn't that insane? It is. So and Nick then Cage, Benjamin Gates tried to steal it. Yeah, and then Nick Cage. I know, right? Come on. <laughs> and then he tried to set it on fire. Oh, my gosh. Can you imagine? No. Anyway. Uh, but anyway, but so, but the other cool thing about the portrait gallery, had, did you see the Bill Clinton portrait yet? I did. That is, that's tripping, man. It, it, it yeah, fits. It, it does. Fits. <laughs> it does. Uh, but then the other thing that, that was really cool is they had a civil, bunch of Civil War paintings. Oh, that's cool. And, and you know the, the painting where it had all of the North generals riding on their horses? And mm-hmm. That painting is there. Wow. The actual painting that is there. And, and they had, I don't even know the general's sword it ha- they had, but they had an actual Civil War general's sword in a case. Wow. I've never been that close to an actual Civil War general sword. Yeah. I mean, all the emeralds and rubies and everything were still intact and still there. I mean, it's just that cool. Uh, the other really cool thing about being in D.C. is being there for the 50th. We had we were there when they, they did like a... They mapped the Saturn V and the, the moon launch and all that on the Washington Monument. I'm spoiled when it comes to, to Disney and 3D mapping and all that. I mean, when you look at the castle and they're doing the Happily Ever After show, you feel like you're you're not looking at the castle. I mean, they actually do moving yeah. pictures and all that stuff. Apparently, somebody in the government has been talking to Walt and, <laughs> uh, and his mouse because they did a great job with this. And the last showing they did on Saturday night coincided. They started it. So when they showed... Neil Armstrong's footprint on the moon was the exact time that that happened. So it's cool. just really cool. Another just fun thing about that is we uh, just randomly, a couple of friends of the show and friends of mine, Eric Terry and Jason Porter, were up watching a Baltimore game up in Baltimore, and they uh, they decided to drive down to see all that. And so I got to hang out with, with Eric and Porter, or Turbo and Porter as we call them, <laughs> and, and just – you know they live in Birmingham, so I don't get, don't get to see them much. But yeah. you know, nine hours away, fourteen hours by car, I was hanging out with some friends of mine That's in awesome. DC. That's cool, man. Yeah, it was. It was. It was really cool, and, and you know, just seeing all that. And like I said, 
we, we really, because it was so hot, I didn't get to do much sightseeing. But I did get to go to a mall up in D.C. and saw the Lego store. And we don't have a Lego store in, in Huntsville because, you know, we don't have a cool mall. <laughs> um, so this is the first time I've actually gotten to go into a Lego store that I've actually seen. I mean, there's one in Nashville that I go to every now and then. but The one that's not at Disney Springs, you mean? The one that... Oh, yeah. There's one we, at, at the Springs. We, we did go to that one with you and your kids, didn't mm-hmm. we? And, and we I did. had to drag I had to drag Ellie out kicking and screaming. Yes, I usually have to do that with my kids as well. Maybe that's probably why I, I blocked it out of my mind because it was <laughs> all that. What a great Disney memory. I dragged my kid kicking and screaming. Such fun. <laughs> um, but, but yeah, so... You know, we're up there for the 50th anniversary of the moon landing and my wife goes in and and she knows that all these these cool moon landing stuff, Lego toys are out there. Yeah. And, and we were talking to the Lego uh, uh, store clerk or the guy that makes minimum wage selling Legos. Um, and uh, <laughs> it's an honorable job. It, it is. It is yeah. selling selling Lego sets to adults. Yeah. Um, he said that that weekend they had sold something like fifty SLS sets. Oh wow! It sold out like every day. Um, but they had the the fiftieth anniversary the lunar lander set, and Amanda wants that. It's a hundred dollars. Is that the SLS? What what is? No, the the lunar lander is is the one that they actually landed on the moon. Yeah, yeah. SL, SLS, the space launch system. That's the new thing that they're they're building now to to go back to the moon and then eventually go back to go to so Mars. So they have a set of what they're going to use. Well, we know what SLS is going to look like. But I'm saying they have a set for that already. Yeah, they already have a set for that. That's cool. That's neat. Uh, I had only the, seen the the Saturn V and the moon lander. Oh yeah. In there, they also had uh, the upside down, yeah. Which the Stranger Things when they also had the uh, the Millennial Falcon, which eight hundred dollars. If I if I was a rich man, da 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 da. Millennial anyway, Falcon Deluxe. Yeah, if I was a rich man, I would definitely have the Millennial Falcon. Yep. But also for a hundred dollars, well, my wife wants something that for work that she can build and put on her desk at work because it's something she does. You know, the Lunar Lander. That's something mm-hmm. she works with. Yeah. I wanted the hundred dollar steamboat Willie. <laughs> I mean, I'm a Disney guy. Everybody at work knows I'm a Disney yeah, guy. Yeah. I've got my pass holder magnets on my desk, uh, on my, yeah, my cubicle door, and you know, I want my Mickey set. <laughs> it it I, is. Did, for, did, that, did that seem equitable? Did that is that going to happen? I mean, eventually. Eventually, yeah. But you know, there, there are. There's a Disney store, like you said, at Disney Springs, and and I believe pass holders get discounts at said Disney store, and mm. and I, I believe I know a, a cast member, do you that 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 is down in Orlando a lot. Wow, so, like every day a lot. Yeah, like every day a lot. Every like day he, a lot. He he's on property every day. Huh. Well, when you, so, when, you when you feel like introducing him to me, let me know. I will. I will. You know, it's a cast member that, that, <laughs> that likes to hang out with me and, and comes visits. No, wait, no, that cast member doesn't. Um, <laughs> oh, wow. So it's a cast member that is almost like a brother from another mother, but you're brothers, not, but not by Brothers, but not by birth. Hmm, okay. Family, but not by I think by I know who you might be talking about. Yeah. But yeah. I have to say that Stranger Things set, I, I have to have that. It's only it, like three ninety nine. question. Actually, no, 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 it's, it's one cheaper than that. Yeah, it's, it's, one it's a lot cheaper than that. 
But I, I have to have that one. That that one just for the Hawkins. I know you could probably buy the pieces to make a car, but it, it's the the things they included in it, like the Hawkins, you know, car for the well, for the sheriff, you know, Hopper and all that stuff, and how it's literally has the upside down right under the house, and right. That's that's one of the cooler sets. I think it's probably just because Stranger Things is. I'm big on that. Everybody is right now. I just got yeah. done reading the first book that they released. Wait, there's a book? There's a book. It's the prequel that talks about um, Terry Ives, so Eleven's mom. And it talks you... about how all of that happened. So I know we're at a longer set than we should be, but since you mentioned that, I have to mention stuff. this. It is. since you know We're going to go longer than an hour on this show. I'm yeah. sorry, guys. Uh, but it... <laughs> Have you? I sent you a text a couple of days ago. I think it was from Screen Junkies or something like that. That had a theory about who the mind bender or the mind melder or whoever you they, sent that the, to me. Yeah, the mind flayer. Who he? That. Who that is? I didn't see that. So What's the theory. The theory is the mind flayer is one. Mm. You have one, two, three, four, yeah. five. So the mind flayer is the first one. Right. And that's, and then that's why, you know, so he failed. He couldn't be this person that the, oh, I forget the, the original doctor's name or the psychiatrist's name. Oh, shoot. I just read the book. Papa. Uh, Whoever Papa. Brenner. Yeah. Something like that. that, But but he failed and, and he created the upside down. Hmm. And, and the only way to get rid of him was trapping him in his creation of the upside down. Interesting. And he, the reason he hates L is because L is everything one should have been. L's like the anti one. Right. Exactly. He can close what he's trying to open. That's interesting. Exactly. Yeah. That's it. Cause this book, um, this prequel book took place. Eight was in the story. So the girl from the second season, Right. can make different things appear right and bend reality um yeah. eight was in the book um as a five-year-old so it's kind of that oh. that place in the timeline okay so um so one already existed at that point may have already done something um, yeah. so that's interesting I, yeah. I was thinking what if, what if the, no well reading this book i know it's not probably not the case but i had had a thought early on of what if the mind flare was 11's mom no it and, can't be well well i know it can't be but you know before we knew what we know now it's like, what if, what if it was like, because you know, learn from the book that she was in some of the experiments along the way. Right. And it's like, well, what if, you know, she's trying to do it because she knows what Eleven can do and she needs to stop the whole thing. But no, I, I agree. I don't think it is. But one is, a, that's a really good theory. That's pretty solid. I like it. And I, I want to see how far they're going to go with this Stranger Things thing. Uh, yeah, I, I just hope it doesn't turn into Lost. Well, <laughs> what it's going to, and I think I said this to you. What it's going to turn into is the daggum Russians versus Americans. And why does every flashback TV show we do in the 80s have to be Russians versus Americans? Well, I mean, I don't want to spoil anybody who hasn't watched Stranger Things 3 yet, but there are lots of 80 movies, 80s movies that you could pin back. Um, there's one particular character that reminds me of an Arnold Schwarzenegger movie. That's all I'll say. Yeah. Um, you know, that it's like there's several pop culture tie-ins. And honestly, I have to say there's enough pop culture tie-ins like you're talking about where it's it's like Red Dawn or whatever that that movie was, right? And it's right. like the Russians and the guy who's hunting people down and there's all of these parallels where it's almost like is this a dream? <laughs> you know, cuz there's so many hmm. overt 80s references now 
that it's like, is this somebody's dream or something? Are you going to find out that it's like in someone's imagination? I don't know. If the, if they do a Dallas who or shot Jr. Yeah, <laughs> and all of a sudden they wake up. And, you know, Will is is a, a father figure, and he wakes up and said, "Holy crap! I just had the strangest dream." Yeah, right. I'd be so mad. And his wife goes, "Well, stranger so things mad. have happened." Dudes. Cue the music. Sorry. Anyway, brothers, but not by brothers. Okay. <laughs> yeah. But I, I mean, I, I do. I, I think they've said there's a season four. There's rumors of possibly even a five. Right. I just hope that you know, there's very few shows anymore that know when to just end the story and walk away. And I, I remember yeah. being all jazzed about a show on CBS that was a summer series called Under the Dome. That was one of my favorite Stephen King books. And I was so mm -hmm. excited about the show, and they deviated from the book almost immediately, and it just kept going, and they kept adding things and getting more. I mean, it's already far-fetched because, you know, a dome right. falls down over a town, right? And right, they can't right. get out. So it's already far-fetched because it's science fiction, but then it turns into just like this craziness that was nothing like the original story. I just hope they don't get, get to where they're trying to extend it yeah. for money's sake. Sometimes well, you I just mean... end the story and, and have a good vision. You know, well, you're not a Game of Thrones guy, but I, I, I kind of have been in the past. Season eight did the exact same thing. So they they I mean, it, you had to have season eight, but they rushed it and, yeah. and it sucked. It yeah. was a horrible way to end well, the season. Bad. That's bad. So. So here's to hope yeah. they do better with Stranger Things. Yeah. Let's hope they don't do How I Met Your Mother Lost anything like that <laughs> i didn't so. see an episode of any of the last three shows you've mentioned so you never watched how i met your mother no adam russell i didn't you have to get on netflix and watch it because it is one of the funniest shows ever okay i'll get right on that rose yes you must <laughs> i must you must it's an edict from the golden voice of hear the ye, South. hear ye by um, the way I've, ch I've changed my twitter handle it used to be listen to sideline warning podcast yeah now it's the golden voice of the Southeast. Nice. So people will know. Yeah. He cometh. I, mean, that's, I cometh. That's it. So anyway, we're talking about Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. This is way. <laughs> <laughs> Adam, we, we've just created the Twitter for unrelated at birth. Yep. Go ahead and tell them what that Twitter handle is. We're going to get the tweet machine going at the address at not related bros, not related B R O S. Because it is, oh, you wouldn't believe how difficult it is to find yeah. anything with the words related, family, brother, unrelated, podcast. Doesn't matter what combination of words I tried, nothing was there. But at not related bros, or just search unrelated at birth. And like I said in the uh, in the first episode, we're not a a birthing podcast. <laughs> Mom, <laughs> we can give that caveat for at least the first ten episodes. I think right. I, we might have to. Yeah, I mean. If if you want a birthing something, I, I would say find my mom on Twitter, but I don't even know what her handle is. <laughs> Probably easy something. Yeah. But yeah. I, I don't know. Yeah. But I'm at D Adams419. Yes, he is are. at Run Tide Run. Yes, I am. Uh, I believe this week we created the Unrelated line. We're, we're still did, working we're, on it. We're not going to give the number until the third episode. You have to listen oh. to the trilogy. Oh, of opening episodes and is, we're gonna is, give it to you at the end of that is that the deal that's the deal the deal pickle that's the deal pickle 
All right. See how all organized right. we are? We know exactly what's going on at all times. That's what's going to sure. make this such a great show. Sure we do. <laughs> I, I'm a little scared because we, we've switched roles. I mean, I was, I was producer, host, everything, mm-hmm. and you, you were just guest to our co-host yeah. of, of the last show, and, and now I'm just host. You're doing You're more like, than just host, though. Well, I bring in guests and everything. I yeah. mean, I... I I bring the 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 listeners to the yard with my golden voice, my sultry voice. But 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 you've got control of the editing now, and I'm I'm a little scared of not having that much control. Well, if you want to edit, you can gladly you can take over. The no, 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 I you, think I think that's what you've got. Garage sounded like. You've got GarageBand. <laughs> yes, it and is. It's easier to easier. edit. Trust me. <laughs> Trust me. All right, guys. Well, as Adam said, we got one more show in this trilogy. Uh, in fact, this episode's probably going to be called Episode Two: Attack of the Podcast. <laughs> and uh, can can we do something about the Sith? No, no. I got to think of something for the third episode. Well, you, you got enough puns running. You've proven that with the post on Facebook. I'm very punny. Yes, you are. <laughs> so prove your prove your pun might and come up with All something right. for three. All right, we can handle that. All right, guys, we still haven't figured out a way to end it, so I'll just say there, we love you. We'll see y'all in episode three. Roll Tide, hashtag chop on. See y'all next episode. Bye, guys.